Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. Well, it's so fun to be here this morning. Who's happy? We got to be the happiest people on the planet Earth, right? When we get to come together and celebrate the almost too good to be true news, but it is true that God loves us so much that he came and became one of us to be tempted in every way as we are yet without sin, but that means that Jesus can identify with our weakness. He, he, he identifies with the weakness of humanity intentionally. He, he chose to make himself a little lower than the angel. This is, this is our God, the humility to be born as a baby and subject himself to actually being at the mercy of his parents. And he's God. And he knit the, his own parents in their womb. <laughs> and he becomes a human being, subjects himself to, to everything that's happening in this world, all because he loves you and he loves me. He dies on the cross and then resurrects from the dead And he says that anyone who believes in him from their heart, lays down their life to follow him because they believe shall be saved. You and I can be saved forever and nothing can separate us from his love. No matter what comes your your way, no matter what happens in the world, your peace is not circumstantial. Your joy is not circumstantial because he said, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Forever, I'll be with you no matter what happens. I mean, that's true joy, right? Come on, say it's fun to follow Jesus. It's so fun. It's so joyful to follow Jesus. I just want to acknowledge uh, Ashley and Casey and amazing dentist. She hooked me up and and fixed my whole grill as soon as I got back from from, uh, Brazil and love you, love her. The presence of God is in the office there and upon your life and just want to acknowledge and say thank you for excellence and bringing the kingdom with excellence. Um, I'm excited about this morning. You know, even when Joel was talking about lighting the match and walking away and, and fire and all that stuff, you know, I, I get excited because, um, you know, it's, it's God who's an all-consuming fire. It's his name. Hebrews, quoting from Deuteronomy, says that our God is an all-consuming fire. It's his nature. God is love, 1 John 4, but love is an all-consuming fire. And our hearts were created to burn. This is why Jesus said this is the greatest commandment, that you love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. If we love God with all of our heart, it's because our heart is burning, it's on fire. It's got the love of God burning in our hearts. And I, I feel like, you know, what God is doing across the body of Christ at large and everywhere that I go, which I'll share with you some good news before I jump into a quick message this morning, we pray for you, is he's igniting that first love fire. People, there's an invitation everywhere that I go for people to repent of actually living lukewarm lives. And the evidence of the, of the lukewarm life is a lack of uh, living as a witness. Because out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. That's what the Bible says. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so when our hearts love God, 
with all of our hearts, out of our mouth comes love for God. So then evangelism isn't necessarily something that we do, it's who we are. It's actually the evidence that we're on fire, that we're burning, like because we can't help ourselves. We gotta talk about Jesus because he's all we think about. Why? Because we love him with all of our mind too. And it's not because we're like gritting our teeth and trying to love him. It's because we've come into this revelation of how much he loves us. And actually, he's the point. He's the actual source of true love. Like he's the source of true life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no other way to the Father except through him. And so there's this joy and this peace of realizing I actually come alive in the presence of God. Like he's everything to me. And we want every other human being around us to experience that same love. And so then every day for a true believer becomes an adventure. It literally becomes, what are we going to do today, God? Because we hear his voice. John 10, my sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me and, and I know them. This is how we know him is we hear his voice and we follow him. So I was in Washington State a few weeks ago with my good friend, Chris Overstreet. I just want to share some good news with you. Is that okay? And just invite you into a story that you're going to get to be a part of, not just this week as you love your city, but as a lifestyle. And uh, so like just last week, I was in Brazil and we saw 580 people make decisions to follow Christ in 10 days. We had a, we had a guy that had um, been working in a chemical plant and he had lost his sense of smell over 12 years earlier. He hadn't sm- smelled in 11 years because of damage to his, his uh, ability to smell because he worked in this, in this plant with chemicals. And uh, during the preaching, I, I felt like the Lord wanted to heal somebody's sense of smell. And I just assumed maybe it's from COVID or something because we kind of live on the backside of people having you know, long COVID symptoms. And one of those symptoms is not being able to smell or taste. And so I assumed that's what was gonna be happening and so I said, I believe God wants to heal somebody's smell this, this morning. And, the, and the, the guy said, as soon as I said that, he sneezed twice and he took a deep breath and he could smell all the fragrances around him. He could smell perfume and he could smell B.O. <laughs> and he was happy about it. I'd never seen somebody so happy to be able to smell B.O. again, you know, but... You know, I, I saw another lady, I was preaching and I heard the Lord say, um, I, actually, I felt an itching in my inner ear, which is kind of an interesting thing. I'm preaching and I feel this itching in my inner ear. It's one of the ways that God will speak to you. It's called a word of knowledge. And so he'll give you knowledge either from past or present that you couldn't have known unless he reveals it to you. And one of the things he'll do is he'll speak uh, about people's conditions by allowing me to experience it in my body. And he kind of tipped me off to it. And so that's one of the ways I follow the Holy Spirit. Um, And so if we pay attention in the secret place to how God speaks to us in the secret place, it trains us for how he'll speak to us in the marketplace. And so I just, in preaching, I'm doing my my thing and I feel this itching in my inner ear and immediately I realize God wants to heal somebody's right ear. So I quit what I'm doing because no matter what you're doing, it's more important to do what he's doing. And so you got to surrender your control in order to make Jesus Lord. And so sometimes you might have something you're doing and you're, you're on your way, you know, you've got your day planned out and the Lord says, actually stop in this neighborhood and go knock on door number one. 
And, and because he's Lord of your life, you stop what you're doing and you go into the neighborhood and you knock on door number one. Why? Because it's fun to follow Jesus. Say that with me. And your life's not your own. And, and this is the great adventure. It's that we, we get invited to live in a life of, of, of the miraculous, of supernatural, but it happens because we're following him and we're looking for what he's doing in people's lives and we make ourselves available to partner with the Holy Spirit. And in doing that, we release the miraculous. It's his voice that is the source of the power. He said, let there be light and there was light. And we believe Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the what? The word of God, come on. So we hear his voice and we simply obey and it released the miraculous. And so here I am and I'm like preaching and I'm like, God wants to open somebody's right ear right now. Who is that? And a lady over here to the side, she says, like this crazy like, like scream. And she stands up and then the whole church explodes with celebration. Apparently, this lady was an elder in the church and was deaf in her left, uh, right ear, one of the ears, and, um, and everyone knows that she can't hear. She's been deaf. She's like been prayed for thousands of times. They've done so many healing meetings, and she never gets her miracle. She never, it never works for her. And that morning, God just decided to open her ear up, and the whole church explodes like, whoa, and if you've ever been in a room where the room explodes with faith and expectation, then anything's possible. Like, because of my gifting, no matter what meeting that I'm ministering in, we can see a few miracles. Anybody wanna see a few miracles this morning? Like, I can almost guarantee somebody's gonna get healed today. We're gonna see a few miracles today. Like, that, that's gonna happen because of the gifting, because of faith, just because of his, good, his goodness. We're gonna see a few, a few miracles, a few healings. But the meetings where, our, where the really, really special ones are the ones where, it, where all get healed. Where it feels like it doesn't matter if you, you, know, you have a hangnail, it's gonna get healed. <laughs> you know, because it's just so much faith in the room. And, and that's the difference between Nazareth, when Jesus came home to Nazareth, and, and because of their familiarity and because of their unbelief, it says they only saw a few miracles. But then he goes to Capernaum and he's in Capernaum and, and, and somebody gets delivered from a demon and all of a sudden they start testifying to everybody, who is this man? And they were in wonder of his authority, it says. And, and that night he healed them all. Like everybody was being healed all night long. And the, and the difference was how they received Jesus and their expectation. So I wanna say, get your hopes up, get your expectations up. Not because I'm speaking, but because Jesus is here. Because his word says that wherever there are two or more gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. So the reality is, is that Jesus is here with us this morning. He's with us. He said, it's better that I go away because if I go away, I'll send you the Holy Spirit, the helper. So even better than Jesus being here in the flesh is that he sent to us the helper, the Holy Spirit, and he's here with us. Come on. And because he's here with us, nothing is impossible because nothing is impossible with God. So get your hopes and your expectation up. If you need healing in your body, today's your day. If you need a miracle in your life, today's your day. It might be like that, that, that lady who had, couldn't hear for however long, and then boom, that day was her day. Like the man at the pool of Bethesda, there day after day after day, but that day was his day. It's a day of breakthrough. So that lady gets healed in Brazil, and... 
uh, in her ear and it explodes. The faith in the room explodes. And a lady comes up onto the platform and she has a tumor in her breast or she had a tumor in her breast. And she comes up on the platform and she's weeping. I'm like, what did Jesus do for you? He obviously did something good. And she starts to testify. She said, I had this huge tumor in my breast and I can't find it anywhere. And she's like weeping and she's looking and it's nowhere to be found. Another lady comes up and she's weeping. And she said, I had a tumor in my throat, on the side of my throat. And and you could feel it through there. I can't feel it anywhere. Look for it. You can't feel it. It's nowhere. And she's weeping. Why? Because his name is the name above all names. He reigns above it all. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above the name of cancer. The name of Jesus is above the name of COVID. The name of Jesus is above every other name. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so when we pray this morning, we're not praying little wimpy prayers. We're praying bold kingdom prayers. You're a child of God. John 1 says, as many as received him, he's given the right to become children of God. Say, I'm a child of God. And it's fun to follow Jesus. This morning, God is going to heal somebody through your hands. I'm going to go ahead and declare that. This week, God is going to heal somebody through your hands. Why? Because you're a child of God. And these signs follow those who believe. According to Mark 16, they lay their hands on the sick and they recover. And so because you believe, you're going to find somebody who's sick. You're going to find somebody who has pain in their body and you're going to lay your hands on them. And that's going to be the evidence that you believe And as you believe with even your mustard seed of faith, you're going to trust that his strength is made perfect in your weakness because you can do nothing of your own strength, but you can do all things with him. Come on. And you're not the best healer, but you trust the Holy Spirit is, and you believe that he's with you because the Holy Spirit says so. And so we're not stepping out because we think we're a great evangelist. We're not stepping out because we think we're a great prophet. We're not stepping out because we think we're a great healer. We're stepping out because we believe. We believe that we're children of God. We believe we've been given a mandate from Jesus to be ambassadors of heaven, to declare a greater kingdom. The king's dominion is at hand right now, and it's King Jesus. And there's no cancer in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no anxiety in heaven. Come on. This is what you get to be a part of. It's fun to follow Jesus. So I'm in Washington State about a month ago with my good friend Chris Overstreet. And he had a dream because when we sleep, he doesn't sleep. He seals instruction in our hearts while we're sleeping, while we're being renewed, while we're being strengthened in our sleep. Jesus is speaking to us all through the night. And tonight, right now, I just want to declare, there's people in this room you haven't been able to sleep deeply for for many months, some of you years. And I wanted to make a declaration right now by faith. I just heard the spirit say it. Sorry? If that's you, stand up. If you haven't been able to sleep. Okay. Jesus, I just declare right now, you give your beloved rest in Jesus' name. And I come against every spiritual attack that's stealing their sleep in Jesus' name. And I release the peace of God right now, this morning. And I declare your sleep shall be sweet. 
and no, no attack shall steal your sleep. I command your body to come under the dominion of King Jesus right now. Your soul, your spirit, your mind, peace be unto you. Rest in Jesus' name. You said, Jesus, come to me, you who are weak and weary, and I will give you rest. It's your promise. And so we come to you, Jesus. Just go ahead and give it to him. Give all your worries, give all your stress, give all your anxieties, all your unforgiveness, anything. Just give it to him. Say, Jesus, I give it to you, and I come to you. I receive your rest right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's going to restore your sleep. So... He dreams. Chris Overstreet has a dream, and in the dream, he sees a neighborhood that's in his city because it's fun to follow Jesus. And he knows we're supposed to go to this neighborhood. So we go to the neighborhood, and we start praying in the neighborhood. And as we're praying in the neighborhood, we're getting ready to go door to door because God highlighted the neighborhood, and he saw us going door to door in this dream. And as we're praying, we hear a, a commotion in the neighborhood, and we turn around, and it's been a car accident in the neighborhood. Now, here's the, here's the good news for a believer. There's not a problem in the world that doesn't have a solution, and you're the solution. Why? Because the Spirit of God in you is the solution. He has the answer to every problem, and you might not know what it is, but your best friend does. The Holy Spirit is the greatest creator in the world, and he is creative in solving every problem that there is. And so you get authority for what you take responsibility for. So this neighborhood, this area, San Marcos, Texas, that's where you live. And if you take responsibility for it, then you'll get authority in it. And so we're in the neighborhood. We see a car accident. It's a single mom. She swerved to miss a cat in the road. That's a lucky cat. Not everybody's going to swerve. <laughs> but this lady, she loved cats. She swerves to miss the cat, and she hits a parked car. And it's a single mom. And she's got a special needs um, kid, and she's got two, two teenagers, and she's kind of distraught. And so it's a good thing, I, you know, I, I've been working out this year. I felt like the Lord says, work out. Like, I was trying to get rid of my dad body. I'm traveling around, and, and I was like, man, I got to burn some calories. I haven't worked out today. And I'm like, right before all this happened, I'm like doing calf raises, you know, and I'm trying to like, you know, get the burn, feel the burn in my calves, you know, and God has a good sense of humor because here I am and this car's broken down and Chris is like, okay, boys, we're going to push this car. And I'm like, man, I just burned up my calf. <laughs> so we pick up the car, literally all of us guys, and we like push it out of the road. And then we're like, hey, we're going to call the tow truck driver and we're going to pay for your car to be towed and we're going to pay for it to be fixed. Well, you're like, what if I don't have the money to do that? You're a child of God. You have access to the source of all finances. And this is an opportunity to demonstrate the generosity of God. Even if you don't have it, just trust. Come on, because you have relationship and you have the family because he puts the lonely in family, so you're not alone. So this is where we access our brothers and sisters and we can do together corporately what we might not be able to do individually, right? Come on. So we say, not only are we gonna pay for your car to be fixed, but we're gonna pay for it to be towed. And we're going to set it all up. Don't even worry about anything. She's like, why would you do this for me? Because it's fun to follow Jesus. And he sent us to your neighborhood because he loves you. Matter of fact, do you need groceries for anything? Do you need groceries? We ask her. 
she pulls out of her pocket her grocery store list. That's where she was heading. She was headed to the grocery store. She said, I can't get everything on this, but we only had $80, but I was going to get as much as I can. I said, keep your money. We're going to pay for your whole grocery list. Now she's like, really? Why are you doing this? Because it's fun to follow Jesus, and he loves you. And I said uh, to the kids, the, the, the teenagers, put on some things that you would like that you don't normally buy. Just put some things on the list. And so they're like putting some things on the list and we end up going to the grocery store. And as we go into the grocery store, a couple, a young couple walks out and we do what we always do because it's fun to follow Jesus and everybody is a target for the love of God. I'm not like, sometimes people are like, man, I only share the gospel if I feel led by the spirit, brother. And I'm like, man, that sounds really spiritual. That sounds really spiritual. Let me ask you, when's the last time you were led by the spirit? How often are you led by the Spirit, sister? You know, and the reality is it's just an excuse for a lot of people to not live a lifestyle of evangelism because we haven't realized it's not about us, it's about him. And if you put yourself in a position where your strength might be weak, but his strength is made perfect, then he'll show up. We go to the edge of our ability and we trust his ability. And we live in this faith where the Holy Spirit makes up for our lack. Come on. And so the way we are, especially if I'm with my friend Chris Overstreet or another evangelist, it's like fire and fire, and it's like we're, we're bold all, all by ourselves. But then you get somebody else with you, and it's like everybody's a target. And so these guys just so happen to be walking out the grocery store at the right time because we walk by them, and we're like, hey, excuse me, Jesus loves you. Can you do that? Can we do that? Just say it with me. Jesus loves you. Not hard. Every one of us can do that. You don't have to be an evangelist to do that. You just got to be a believer that's unashamed of your faith. And we give the Holy Spirit something to work with. Come on, just a few minutes ago, they weren't even maybe thinking about Jesus, but now they got to think about him for the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, 15 days, 15 years, however long the Holy Spirit wants to torment them with it. They got (laughs) to think about Jesus now, right? Hey, Jesus loves you. And can we pray for you? Can you do that? Can I pray for you? They stop in the middle of the road. They're like, we were just talking today about that we need prayer. See, the guy was a backslidden youth pastor. Wasn't, wasn't currently walking with the Lord, but he used to be a youth pastor. He's in an unright relationship with this girl. The girl grew up, and I believe she was the daughter of pastors, a pastor's kid. And she used to be walking with Jesus, but lately she hasn't been walking with Jesus and she's in an unright relationship. And they've come to a place of conviction that morning. They're like, we should pray about whether we should keep our relationship going or not. And they go to the grocery store and as they're coming out of the grocery store, they meet me and Chris. Hey, Jesus loves you. Can I pray for you? We pray for them. Long story short, we get words of knowledge for them, remind them of who they are. And they both with tears in their, running down their face, give their life to Jesus in the parking lot of the grocery store. Why? Because it's fun to follow Jesus. And we're there to buy groceries for a woman that Chris had a dream about her in a neighborhood. And we're just following Jesus. And and our life has become this amazing adventure. And so we go in, we get all the groceries, we come back, and um, we're 
bringing in all the groceries into this lady's house and she just breaks down. She can't help it anymore. She's like, I don't understand why you're doing this. <laughs> She's like, every, I feel like I'm just like marked for bad things to happen to me. She's like, every, every man in my life beats me. So I just got out of a relationship and this guy was beating me and I just broke off this relationship and the guy before him beat me. And every time bad things happen to me, why are you guys doing this good thing for me? And we say, because you have a father who's in heaven and he loves you and he would never beat you. Actually, he took a beating for you. And we explain the gospel for, to her that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. And he said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And you can have a peace and a joy. You can, you can be connected to your father who's in heaven who will speak your identity every day and you will know that you're loved deep in your heart. No matter what anybody else in this world has, you can know that you're loved. You can know that he's with you and you can know that he provides for you according to his riches and glory, which is why he's paying for your car. I said, would you like to know Jesus? And she gave her life to Jesus right there in the parking lot. It's fun to follow Jesus. It's fun to follow Jesus. And I feel like there's this invitation for his voice this morning. An invitation to kind of draw near again where our love is rekindled in this first love fire. You know, there's two disciples were walking after Jesus resurrected from the dead. You know, they didn't understand why Jesus died on the cross. Their eyes had been darkened. They didn't understand that all of scripture was pointing to the Messiah having to be crucified. And so they thought that when the savior of the world comes, he's going to take over Rome. He's going to destroy Rome with a military, you know, advancement. And, and um, so when Jesus gets crucified, they're confused. They don't understand what's happening. And it says that they were walking down the road and suddenly Jesus comes alongside them. And it says that he concealed himself. So they, they, they didn't recognize that it was him. So he's talking with them. He said, what are you guys talking about? They're like, are you the only one in Israel that doesn't know? There's a great prophet. Notice how they call him a great prophet, not the Messiah. There was a great prophet. We were hoping that he would be the one who's gonna come save Israel. And he was recently crucified and he was killed. We were hoping that he was gonna be the one. And Jesus, it says, explains to them from, from there, using all the scriptures about how the Messiah had to be crucified and died and then resurrect from the dead after three days. And they, they, they actually get to where they're going and here's where Jesus tests them. And I wanna encourage you, I believe that we're all gonna be tested in this in this next season. Who wants to just have a good uh, love your city week and then wait till next year and then we'll do another love your city week to get stirred up in evangelism. We'll wait till the next conference. Anybody like that kind of rhythm? Who wants to live in revival? Who wants to be a part of a church that, I mean, it's busting at the seams and everybody needs to, all hands on deck because we need everyone's help in, in discipleship. Like you wanna be a part of a move of God that, that not only stays in San Marcos, but hits Texas and hits the whole world. Who wants to be a part of that? I can tell you, you can be a part of that, but it's gonna cost you everything. But you're gonna get so much in return. The things that cost you the most in life are the things that give you the most reward. And, and um, 
This is what God is inviting all of us to, is a place of hospitality. Yeah, that you would be hospitable. Not just with your own home, but just hospitable in inviting the stranger into your life. Inviting them to the dinner table, inviting them to the restaurant with you, breaking bread with one another. Like Acts 2 says, they gathered daily, listening to the doctrine of the apostles and from house to house, breaking bread with one another. And God added to them daily those who were being saved. It's, it's that actually not even a, a, an option to be hospitable for the Christian. It's a commandment. It's, 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 the, the apostle Paul said, you can't be given to wine. Don't, don't be a drunkard if you're gonna be a leader. Like, don't, don't have many, many women if you're gonna be a leader. Like, it has all these different qualifications in order to be a leader, but right in the middle of it, it says, must be hospitable. Why? Because I don't believe there's a shortcut to discipleship. It happens at your dinner table. It happens when we're doing life and breaking bread with one another. And so fast forward, Jesus is, is, gets to the place where the disciples live, where they were going, and it says it was getting dark and he was gonna go on ahead, right? He was gonna go on ahead and they said, no, 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 it's getting dark. Stay with us in our house. See, they passed this test. He was testing them. They passed this test. They were hospitable. So it says, as they sat down to to feed him, it says he broke the bread and he blessed it. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they realized it was Jesus. And then he disappeared. And they said this phrase, did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke with us on the road? Did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke with us on the road. God wants to speak to your heart. God wants to speak to your heart. I'm gonna transition into ministry if the ministry team wants to come up and help me. Can you uh, give me a water? Now, this is a simple word this morning. Number one, um, it's fun to follow Jesus. Number two, be hospitable. And number three, let's listen for his word. Let's listen for his word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But how can they hear unless somebody preaches, right? So we wanna make sure that we're listening for the word of God because it's the secret place that is the practice place for the marketplace. Cause our hearts to burn again, Lord. Cause our hearts to burn again. Cause our hearts to burn again with with this expectation that every day we wake up, we get to hear your voice. Every day when we wake up in the morning, we get to hear your voice. You're with us. Every day is an adventure. It's fun to follow you. Cause our hearts to burn with holy fire. Expectation. That, the, that there's nothing that's impossible. What if you woke up every day and you knew because of who you are as a follower of Jesus, as a believer of Jesus, you're gonna see the miraculous every day. You're gonna see something supernatural every day. 580 people got saved in Brazil a lot of them, as I was preaching on a pulpit like this one, giving an invitation, 
hundreds of people at a time. And then I'm on the airplane, my last flight, after an 11 hour flight from, from Sao Paulo to Houston, I get on a connection flight from Houston to Austin. Just a little 35 minute flight, something like that. And I sit beside a lady named Amy, successful in every, in every area that the world looks at as success. She's, she's successful in business and, and uh, God sits her beside me on this airplane. I get upgraded to business class and, and I'm sitting beside her. I share with her my testimony. I had 18 felonies by the time I was 16 years old. I said, don't be ashamed of your son if he's not currently walking with Jesus. We're all on our journey. We don't know what we don't know. We're only walking in the light that we have. I didn't know what I didn't know. I was lost, 18 felonies, fighting, drinking, carrying on. My life was a mess, but Jesus loved me anyway. And there was a moment where I was radically born again and it changed me. And that was 18 years, 19 years ago. And now I'm following Jesus and I travel around the world and I see all this stuff. And she says, this is so crazy. She said, last time I came to Austin, I went down to the domain and I sat on a bench and I was gonna go down to get something to eat. And a, and a lady came up to me. I was looking at the map to figure out where I wanted to eat. And a lady comes up to me and she says, hey, excuse me, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just looking somewhere to eat. See, her husband had just been in a plane accident the week prior, a couple weeks prior, and the plane never took off and ran off the runway and wrecked and then blew up. Literally, her husband just got off the plane and saved two or three people before him, and he severed a bunch of stuff in his spine and was injured really bad, almost lost his life. And her son had just gotten arrested for a DUI and a bunch of stuff on coming home from university, her life was spinning out of control. And this person comes up to her and says, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just looking for something to eat. You know, I'm okay. And she says, oh, do you believe everything happens, you know, for a reason the person said or something like that, that God can work it out for good? She says, yeah, I guess so. She said, good, because I was sent here by God to tell you everything's gonna be okay. The lady says, wow, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. What's your name? The lady says, my name's Zoe. She's like, does Zoe mean life? She says, no, Zoe means God is life. She says, she looks down for just one second. She looks up and the girl's gone, disappeared. And I look at her and I said, and now God's sitting an evangelist right next to you on an airplane because he loves you and he's pursuing you. He's pursuing you for relationship. And I began to share the simple gospel with her and she gave her life to Jesus Christ on the way home from Houston to Austin just a couple days ago. This is the invitation. You can lead them by the hundreds or you can lead them one-to-one. -one. You get these invitations. You get this invitation to follow Jesus into a lifestyle of the miraculous, into a lifestyle of the supernatural, into a lifestyle where your heart is burning and we're just constantly abiding in the voice of God. We're following him. We're, we're following the lamb. We're following Jesus. And he said, he said, greater works will you do than I do because I go to the Father. This is your invitation. Not that we live a lukewarm, 
lukewarm life, but that we live a life of burning, that we live a life of fire, that we live a life that's worth the price that he paid on the cross when he bled and he died for us, that he's God and he chose to die for you and for me. And the question is, am I living my life worthy of the price that he paid? By his grace, not because I'm trying to work for it, but by his grace, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Burn in my heart, burn in my heart. See, his, I, I think that the fire of God always falls on the acceptable sacrifice, but the only acceptable sacrifice is our whole life laid down in love. It's us saying, Lord, I recognize you were crucified of your own free will. You laid down your life of your own free will, and you said, no one can be my disciple unless they lay down their life first. No one can be my disciple unless they take up their cross first. And Lord, I realize I can do nothing in my own strength, but here I am, here's my life. I lay it down and I'm, and I'm fully from my heart laying it down and I'm saying, God, fill me with your fire. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the power in order to become a witness. Even as your word says in Acts chapter one, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall then be witnesses both in Jerusalem and around. May, may the power of God touch you this morning. May you feel his fire burning in you. May you hear his voice speaking to you. I love you. I've, I've called you to follow me, to be a disciple, to be the answer to a single mom who got in a car accident, to be the answer of this successful CEO whose life is falling apart, but she doesn't know that God is life and that she can surrender her life. Literally every day of your life is an adventure because it's fun to follow Jesus. If you want to say, yes, that's me, stand to your feet quickly. I want, I want, to, I want fire. I want that fresh fire. I want that fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want to fully surrender again. Listen, I want to encourage you. Don't be cute Christian this morning. Don't be a reserved Christian this morning. Allow your zeal, allow your passion to overflow. Allow your, your, your pull on the anointing of God. Pull on a breakthrough for this morning. Pull on today being your day of encounter. I'm not, I don't care what anybody thinks in this room. I'm going after Jesus with my whole heart. If I want to get on my knees, I'm getting on my knees. If I want to go to the altar, I'm going to the altar. If I want to lay down, I'm going to lay down. But God, I'm going after you. I don't want to, I don't want to leave here the same way that I came. I want fresh fire on my life. 